This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending November 12th of 2022, what's next after a really good report on inflation? The NAHB's latest report on housing affordability and the 10 fastest growing U.S. cities. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. Let's begin with economic news from this past week and a report on inflation that shows the Fed is making progress with its rate hikes. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported a lower than expected 0.4% increase in the October Consumer Price Index, which brought the annual rate down to 7.7%. It was 8.2% in September. Stock market investors were pleased that inflation appears to be subsiding, and the Dow closed up more than 1,000 points. But that doesn't mean the fight is over. Although Fed officials are expressing some amount of optimism, several spoke out about the danger of pausing too soon on rate hikes. Richmond Fed President Thomas Barkin told CNBC that the Fed has its foot on the gas and is now ready to pump the brakes. He explained that likely means the Fed will call for a slower pace of increases, a longer pace of increase, and a potentially higher point. He sees the federal funds rate going as high as 5%, or higher in smaller increments, before the Fed gets inflation back down to the 2% level. San Francisco Fed President Mary Daly said the CPI report was indeed good news, but that 7.7% inflation is still far too high. She said, It's better than over 8%, but it's not close enough to 2 in any way for me to be comfortable. So, it's far from a victory. Dallas Fed President Lori Logan had similar comments, saying the CPI report was a welcome relief, but that more rate increases are probably needed. She said, I believe it may soon be appropriate to slow the pace of rate increase so we can better assess how financial and economic conditions are evolving. The Fed's next meeting in December happens right after the November report on the CPI, so that data will surely impact any rate hike decisions made at that meeting. Meanwhile, mortgage rates fell sharply right after the release of the CPI. According to Mortgage News Daily, the average rate on the 30-year fixed rate loan fell 60 basis points, from 7.2 to 6.6%. The Daily's chief operating officer, Matthew Graham, says, This is the best argument to date, that rates are done rising. But confirmation requires next month's CPI to tell the same story. The number of people applying for unemployment was up 7,000 last week to a total of 225,000 initial claims. That's the highest it's been in a month, but it's still a low number, although some big companies are announcing layoffs. Jeffrey's economist Tom Simons says that layoff announcements from larger companies have become more frequent, so we're likely to see this number rise in the weeks and months ahead. Continuing claims were up 6,000 to a total of 1.49 million. And in other news-making headlines, more Americans are finding it's too expensive to buy a home of their own. The National Association of Home Builders released its third quarter report on housing affordability, and it shows that affordability has fallen to its lowest point since the Great Recession. According to the NAHB, just 42% of new and existing homes that were sold in Q3 were affordable for families making a median income of $90,000. That percentage was 42.8% in the second quarter. That data includes a drop in the national median home price of $390,000 to $380,000. 
and an increase in the average mortgage interest rate from 5.3 to 5.7%. Lower home prices mean that homeowners are also losing some of their equity. According to Black Knight, about $2.5 trillion in home equity has disappeared since May, with the average borrower losing about $30,000. Although home equity could fall further, Black Knight's president of data and analytics, Ben Grabowski, says that homeowner positions remain broadly strong. The report shows that the number of people who are underwater on their loans is only 0.85%. That's fewer than 500,000 borrowers out of about 53 million U.S. mortgage holders. That's double what it was in May, but still quite low. Some U.S. cities are doing much better than others when it comes to economic growth. The Keenan Institute of Private Enterprise issued a list of the 10 fastest-growing cities in the nation, and New York is not one of them. It may not surprise you, though, that the San Francisco Bay Area is number one on the list, with a 2022 GDP of $1.4 trillion and a GDP growth rate of 4.8%. Austin, Seattle, Raleigh-Durham, and Dallas round out the top five. Denver, Salt Lake City, Charlotte, New Orleans, and Orlando are in the fifth through the tenth positions. A few markets that we like for residential investment include the Dallas and Orlando metro areas. The 2022 GDP for Dallas is $682 billion, with a 3.1% growth rate. And for Orlando, the GDP is $246 billion, with a growth rate of 2.4%. Well, that's it for today. Check the show notes for links, and remember to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. You can also join Real Wealth for free at newsforinvestors.com to find out more about how to invest in real estate. We have over 1,000 free webinars for you there. As a member, you have free access to our learning center as well as our market data, our experienced investment counselors, and our list of top-notch real estate professionals that can help you find investment property and they offer property management services. I'm Kathy Fedke. Thanks so much for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.